Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, many people have commented on the fact that modern childbirth is a largely medicalised affair. For the most part, uh, the births take place in hospitals or drugs, nurses and doctors. And while it could be argued that this approach is for the safety of mother and baby, Antonella Gambotto-Burke argues that it's destroying the world. She's the author of Apple, Sex, Drugs, Motherhood and the Recovery of the Feminine. Antonella, good afternoon. Sean, hi. Uh, now, I saw a quote where you said modern obstetric practice is literally destroying the world. Yes, that's uh, correct. That's a, that's a big statement. The, the, it, uh, it, it is a big statement, and I actually substantiated at length in, um, in my book, mm-hmm. which is Apple, Sex, Drugs, Motherhood, and the Recovery of the Feminine. What I do is um, I pull together all these various strands, and this is something that has never before been done, and link it back with comprehensive substantiation to the way babies are now being delivered, um, which is historically a first, the past 150 years. And our civilization has changed almost beyond recognition in that very period of time. And I started, I actually stumbled, in my research, I stumbled across various pieces of information. Uh, the most, the pivotal one was that um, an, an, obstre- an obstetric drug cocktail called Twilight Birth, which was utterly revolutionary at the beginning of the 20th century. Scopolamine, one of the two ingredients in Twilight Birth, uh, twilight sleep, sorry, um, was, is a hallucinogen. And that started a domino effect of recognitions because I thought, what? Hang on, what? You've got laboring mothers being administered hallucinogens. And the drug, of course, goes through to the infant. And what that means is that, in essence, infants were born literally tripping for decades. Mm. And as those children came of age, we had the huge drug, um, the great big drug explosion of the 60s, okay? Mm-hmm. Because as they start mixing all these other drugs, the drug the drugs administered at birth got heavier and heavier and heavier, and um, and you basically had this drug explosion, which no one has been able to explain before. Why have drugs become such an incredible problem around the world? And it's only getting worse all the time. Hallucin- the use of hallucinogenic drugs is going through the roof. We've got cocaine consumption going through the roof, uh, cannabis consumption going through the roof, um, addiction disorders, anxiety disorders, depression is becoming unmanageable, rates of suicide, you name it. And historically speaking, this is unprecedented. And it's not simply because they didn't have the studies, because we've had studies for many, many years. 
And, you, and you, my interest yeah. was, what has changed? What has happened in the world that could be responsible for this? And I started thinking, hmm, this is curious. So what's happening is that babies who are born tripping, the generations who then come of age, start abusing drugs, like the 1920s were a period of enormous drug abuse, okay? Enormous illegal drug abuse. Well, it wasn't even illegal. They hadn't. <laughs> a lot of the drugs actually weren't illegal in those days, but they are now. But mm. what we understand is, uh, you know, grade A illegal drugs. They started being abused recreationally. And, you know, there have been lots of other bizarre rubber fetishism, which didn't exist before. Why I started thinking, what happened? What changed? Why would people start, you know, once again, increasing numbers of fetishists or people with disorders relating to latex or rubber or rubber being used in sexual contexts, um, all this stuff. And I started actually researching the use of rubber in in relation to childbirth. And once again, it tied in perfectly. Mm. Rubber only started being used in hospitals. Um, I think, uh, from memory, there are so many different facts in the book. I think late, halfway, halfway through the 19th century, but started being used in obstetric wards around the turn of the 20th century. We had rubber gloves, we had rubber feeding tubes, we had Kelly pads under the laboring mothers, we had rubber under the sheeting, we had rubber nipples on baby bottles, all the rest of it. And so it only makes sense that this creates an association in the human infant Mm. with rubber and comfort and rubber and nurturance. And when we have sex, We look for things that comfort us. Okay, that is what we find arousing. What's erotic is what, you know, there has to be a baseline of comfort. Now, you may say, but, you know, some people are into violent sex. That's because birth is violent. They are comforted by the sameness of the experience they had as infants. Yeah, but but say those two things, the rubber fetish and and, and drug Mm. addiction, can can they be traced back to just one experience rather than... The co- a course of a lifetime's experience. Many things happen well, to an individual. I'm sorry. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, but, but, but if I want to trace why someone is, you know, develops a drug addiction, yes. say they develop it when they're 20. There's two decades worth of experiences there that one could say were contributory factors to that, rather than just one thing that happened to them when they were born. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. This is the whole thing I write about in the book. Now, birth is not an event like going to the shop. Um, Birth, I believe, to be the pivotal event in a human life. And it's about the first few hours after birth have been shown, okay, this is all well documented, shown to establish a, a significant part of the infant, the mother, mother infant bonding is established in the first day of birth, okay? Mm. Not 
completely, but a significant degree of the bonding between the mother and the infant is facilitated in those few hours. Okay? Mm. It's the entire, the baby's program to respond to certain cues, particularly olfactory cues, and by that, the smell. Okay? For example, if a, if a baby is born normally, in a normal situation, to a mother who's lying there, the, the, the baby will literally start crawling up the mother's body to suckle her. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is actually what happens when there's no intervention. These, these, this ridiculous concatenation, we'll, we'll get into that at the obstetric industry in a minute, but um, that is what happens with a normal birth, uncomplicated. The little baby will crawl up the mother if it's not picked up, find her nipple, and begin to suckle. This is done primarily through the sense of smell. Okay, mm. the smell of the mother's sweat, the smell of the mother's nipple, we are enormously influenced by smell. Uh, this is something that most people are actually unaware of. And I, I won't bang on about that, but that's just one thing, right? And yeah. there are all sorts of, there's this enormous, incredibly intricate amazingly intricate, subtle, hormonal interplay between mother and infant. This sort of thing doesn't go on at any other time in a human life. It's not just an event. It's the pivotal event. And the baby, through, as I said, an incredibly intricate interplay, and the mother, she becomes, Normally, once again, if it's not interfered with through drugs and other things, she becomes completely and utterly obsessed with the little infant. This is the way it's actually supposed to be, because through this territorial obsession, the mother protects the infant. She's inspired to protect the infant. I mean... Mothers will stay up all night, every night for, you know, six months until their babies can eat solids. I mean, there's got to be an obsession. It's like passion. It's like Wuthering Heights. It's the, it's the proto-passion for mm. later passions in life. And, and now, you say the obstetric, in, uh, uh, the obstetric practice is born really of ideology rather yes, than absolutely. science. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And what and is it's that? It's the I way it's done that's, mm. uh, that's a byproduct of the ideology. Obviously, there's a place, for example, for obstetric drugs in emergencies. But most births aren't emergencies, and they are now being used in almost all births. The average birth is not an, an emergency. The female body is actually built to deal with birth. That's, that's actually why we're all here, because we've been doing it for a very long time and clearly successfully. But... The obstetric industry, and I write a little bit about the history of the obstetric industry in the book, which is it was mainly run by women, and men started taking over because they realized that there was profit to be made from laboring women. And they began edging women outside, uh, um, they began edging women out of the obstetric industry and taking over. Now, the fact is that actually more babies and mothers died because of this 
and that's actually not not looked at at all. They actually had more deaths because they started um, basically shoving women in hospitals and they weren't disinfecting and the rest of it. So they would go from one laboring woman to the next, pass on all these horrible pathogens and everybody was dying, okay? Now, before that, women were born in individual, you know, at home. So there wasn't like this chain of women. They were born quite successfully for the most part, for the most part, at home. Women are actually built to do this. Um, I'll give you one small example. The position in which almost every woman now labors in hospital is on her back, Mm -hmm. which is actually the worst position you can possibly be in to deliver a baby because you are working against gravity. The position alone, drug, let's say no drugs are involved, that position alone will make it, I don't know how many times, more difficult for you to successfully deliver a baby because you're working against gravity. Women who are laboring should be kneeling on all fours, standing up, supported. Okay? Yeah. That actually helps the baby come out. Now, this is not quite just a matter of it makes it more difficult. So you have this woman on her back. She's desperately trying to push this baby out. It's not happening because she's literally working against gravity. The reason they started putting women on their backs is because it made it easier for male obstetricians. Male obstetricians had more control. It was more convenient than the male obstetrician kneeling down or lying down while the woman's standing up, etc. Much easier to put her on her back, tie her legs to a lithotomy frame, which is like this frame where the woman's legs that were literally strapped in the air for decades, strapped, um... I mean, it's, it's literally unthinkable. Uh, throughout the 20th century, because of twilight sleep, and this happened a lot in Ireland, I might add. Um, Ireland, Dublin, was one of the leading centers for twilight sleep. There's, there's quite a bit about that in the book, where women were being injected with these toxins, put in these ridiculous positions, etc., etc. I won't bang on for the convenience of obstetricians. The other things that obstetricians realized is just how incredibly profitable this was. Okay? Mm. So you had the profit, which was extraordinary. Obstetric anesthesia is fantastically profitable for the pharmaceutical um, houses, for hospitals, and for the obstetricians themselves. They obviously require lots of personnel because you've got drugs going into the woman, you've got anesthetists, you've got, you know, you've got to make sure that her blood pressure's okay, that everything's fine, etc., etc., etc. It's basically this fantastically toxic medical industry wrought. Yeah. I am not referring to emergencies. Yeah. I'm referring to the routine administration of these drugs and the, these re- horrible births. I had one. 
The name of the book is Apple, Sex, Drugs, Motherhood and the Recovery of the Feminine. Antonella Gambata-Burke, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.